Welcome back to Start Spreading the News. We are back for the first time since June. We took a little hiatus, but we are coming to you uh, live for us, but pre-recorded for you from New York City, Stanford, Connecticut, and beautiful Los Angeles, California. I am joined, as always, by Jacob Jalvo and Jacob Gruber. Guys, how are we doing right now? Oh, man. Yankees-wise, not great. Honestly, uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know damn well how how rough it's been. Um, on a personal level, I've, I've been great. I've been great. No complaints. <laughs> Just uh, these past two months, been grinding at work. Uh, you know, a couple weekend trips. We don't have to fill everything in. I I visited camp a little bit, saw Demart. Um, but yeah, life's been good. But the Yankees on the opposite end of that. Well, I think we all are. But yeah, same with me, OJ. Everything's been great. Saw. So... Saw you at an event on the uh, East yes. Coast last week. Saw Demart last Monday at Oppenheimer. We, um, his second time, my first time. Good movie, long movie, but it was good to see you guys in person for the first time in a few months. And uh, OJ even a little longer, but uh, yeah, can't. Yeah, but crazy. It was a uh, not been good though for our Yankees, and uh, we'll break it all down for you. Unfortunately, yeah, we will. So just to uh, just to fill anyone in who's on their first episode. First of all, welcome. And second, this is our first episode since May 29th. We had a little hiatus. We have all kinds of things that we were sort of occupied with over the summer. I was off at uh, at Greylock working, and, and it's it's hard to watch a lot of Yankees when you're uh, in the middle of that. It's even harder to record a podcast. But our last episode was called Sevi Roars Back. Our episode before <laughs> that was called God Mode, and our oh. episode before that was called a gift from God. So we were clearly did not age well. very good about the Yankees in May. And I think there was reason to. It didn't look like a World Series team maybe, but they were playing well. They were in second, probably um, first wild card. It looked like the playoffs are pretty much a sure thing. And uh, things have changed since then. Things are, are not good at all right now. I think we are uh, two games under 500. We are in the middle of the worst Yankee losing streak since 1995, and I think it would be pretty much a miracle if this team even sniffs the playoffs. I am still kind of coming at it from a place of if this team can give me something to be excited about in the last month of the season, I'll take it at this point, but I totally understand fans who are like, I hope it crashes and burns, I hope everyone gets fired, and uh, I hope we kind of have a soft reboot on this uh, Judge Cole team. Now, that said, I am not fully where you guys are who have more like truly experienced this Yankee summer. So I want you to fill me in. What the hell has happened these last uh, two months? Um, You said we're two games under f- 500. I believe it's four. And, four games. Uh, Yikes. Nine games out of the wild card. So it's it's an uphill battle with, I think, like four or five teams ahead of us. So... Yeah, don't don't uh, hold your breath for this team making the playoffs at all. Um, what happened? It's I don't even know where to start. It's it's everything. It's the pitching. It's no one hits on this team besides Judge and Glaber. Like literally, you can ask anybody about the lineup. It's Judge and Glaber, and Rizzo disappeared. DJ is falling off a cliff. I'm sorry, Demart, but it's not looking good for DJ. Um, go around I me, mean, Volpe. He's shown flashes. He had that homer the other day, but he's 
pretty feeble at the plate as well. Um, the catching position is horrendous. We're trotting out Ben Rortved, who's batting under a hundred, can't even make contact. Um, where Bader kind of disappeared. It's 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 really bad. And then Severino just gets shelled every single time. Uh, Clark Schmidt's our best starter. Um, well, well, besides Cole, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's, I mean, Clay Holmes had a nice stretch and then he got obliterated, I think for like four runs the other night. So I don't know. I'm frustrated. It's, it's becoming like a chore to watch this team. Um, At least an yeah. alcoholic threw a perfect game. That's crazy. <laughs> I forgot about that. Think he like was drunk when he did it. Almost definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was I like mean he wasn't age. drunk before he was drunk after. Oh yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? It explains the wife beating. That's for sure. But I mean, nothing doesn't exonerate him. Doesn't yeah. exonerate him. I but mean, on a, on a oh, serious note. Another fellow. <laughs> yeah. He was playing well, too. That's a shame. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we hope that uh, that Domingo Herman uh, sort of emerges from this whole thing a lot, a lot improved. Yeah. And, uh, and that's very serious. But uh, it is crazy yeah. to think that he threw a perfect game a couple months ago. And there was kind of. I watched that game on a phone in the laundromat in Lee. You guys know where that is. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and I felt really good about the Yankees still. I was kind of like, if if this can be who Herman is and, you know, Cole is pitching really well, we get Nestor and Rodon back. Like, so much has kind of gone sideways. And I think you summed it up well, OJ, with no one's hitting. Um, Judge obviously was hurt for a while, and obviously he's back and he's hitting because he's always hitting. And Glaber is having an okay Glaber season. I still think that I think in the context of Glaber Torres and who we thought he was going to be in 2018, it's a little bit of a bummer that this is what an okay Glaber season is. But he has to get some credit because everybody else is really sucking. Um, Stanton, you have, we need to talk about Stanton. Horrendous. Let's talk about Stanton right Horrendous. now. Horrendous. So you, he, if you, I'm telling you, I think. I, I want to see his stats on these outside sliders. I don't think he, I really have. You ever seen him hit one? Connect with one? I've never. <laughs> do you have you have you ever seen him take one? Like yeah, that where they threw three in a row and you just like swung at all of them. It was um, a good thing we only owned twenty five million for four years. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or actually, yeah. probably more. That's a good thing. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it is more. Thirty two, thirty two, twenty nine, twenty five, and then there's a team option for twenty five and twenty twenty eight, which I don't think we'll accept. Ugh. And I left off IKF. He's actually hitting above his you know what we expected so him glaber and judge I'll, I'll let off the hook everyone else is just dead to me right now it's it's i have no faith props to ikf um it seems like and again i haven't been here to watch him so i haven't fully experienced it but he was already having an okay season it seems like he's really turned things around and it seems like he's kind of won over the fan base and yeah in a real way like in this season where everything is kind of falling apart it feels like he's kind of he's something that people can be like hey that's nice. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's exactly that's all you need. I mean, it's nearing the end of August and Anthony Volpe has the most RBIs on our team with, fi- I think, 50. It's like it's pretty much a joke. It's it's really, really bad. Just looking at the stats, no one's hitting above 300. It's uh, it's so bad. Gruber, I want you to summarize your your uh, your experience with this team, too. I mean, I agree with, I mean, everything you cover a lot of this, but like, you know, 
the bullpen too man like it's been weird like it's yeah. like everybody is I, I know like we until this rocky series the bullpen was actually pretty good and i know like I, i'm i the altitude in colorado forget all about that they just really didn't have a great series there and ever since then it's just been a lot of like you know you give up zero runs zero runs three runs these like per like reliever and it's, it doesn't it's it's unsustainable because there's no clay holmes until he blew that game a couple of days ago or a couple maybe it was a week ago but like yeah. he was a, he was electric and then these guys are all and you can't even blame the bullpen because how many close games have the Yankees even really played? Like how, how much has really been meaningful? It's the starter. I mean, Severino can't, he, he, we throw this guy out there and he's not, he's the worst pitcher in baseball statistically. And there's, there's no, uh, Vasquez has been nice. Randy Vasquez when he's, he's actually, they don't, they keep sending him down. And I'm also confused on the send. I was looking these rules up. How many times have we sent down Johnny Brito? Is it, I thought it was, it's not three. Is there, it's not, it can't be three because he's been, I looked it up. He's on fan grabs. He's been sent down like eight times, you know? Yeah, I'm I don't about those rules as well. I know they were just changed. Yeah, they were just changed. Yeah, um, right. I, I'm not sure the about. intricacies of the rule, but you're right. It's like Weird. every after every start, they just send them down the next day. It's based day. on service time. It's just they can't. They won't be able to do this eventually. But like, it's just so crazy that they. I think it would be it would be better if we just had a set five rotation and just kind of like wrote it for the rest of the season. And just said like, hey, Randy, Johnny, we're gonna throw you out here. We're gonna give you a month to like have all these. I know Rodon's back today or tomorrow, but. um yeah, Rodon, that's really concerning too. Carlos, oh. it, it he comes back from the back injury, and I don't really care about him waving at the crowd in Anaheim. That really doesn't bother me. I mean, it, but what really bothers me is that he can't pitch and he can't stay healthy, and he looks and he doesn't have the strikeout stuff anymore. He was striking out; he had two hundred plus strikeouts last year. He doesn't have the swing and miss stuff, and he's he's pushing thirty one. That's not a young man, and we owe him a lot of money. But I hope he can turn it around, man. I don't yep. know. Yeah, so how about we go through a couple of people who have been factors for the Yankees, uh, I guess primarily negative, and you guys just tell me what the uh, experience of watching them play over the last two months has been. Um, I'm going to skip Judge because it seems like the Judge experience has been pretty much in line with who we think Judge uh, usually is when healthy. And I'm also skipping Glaber because, as I said, this is kind of a good Glaber season, and we've seen it. Uh, it's not what we wanted Glaber to be, but it's also, you know, you can't really turn it away. Um, I'm very curious. So we have three people. I'm sorry, four people who have over one war. Uh, that is Bader, Judge, Glaber, and Volpe. That means that under one war is Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is actually under zero war. You mean um, pitchers, right? Or hitters, right? Hitters, yeah, hitters. Yeah. He's uh, negative? He's negative 0.1. Uh, oh and a lot of the uh, sort of scraps that we're playing pretty consistently, like Jake Bauer and Billy McKinney and those guys. I really want to start with Volpe, though, because he actually leads this team in war. It's only because Judge was hurt for so long, but still, uh, 3.3 war. His average is still really low, but... Um, He's he's shown us something. He strikes out kind of a lot. Uh, he's probably hovering around 20 home runs on the season when it's all said and done, probably just above. And as you said earlier, he's leading the team in RBIs with 50. Uh, that's tied with Glaber. I've seen some stuff I like from him. I really liked what I saw from him the other day uh, in the last game against the Red Sox, even though it didn't quite pan out at the end. But also... There's some stuff that's been concerning. Where do you sort of land on the whole year one Volpe experience? I think 
you summarized it pretty well. He's shown flashes, but there's a lot of underlying things that are still a bit concerning. Um, I mean, 217, it's not gonna not gonna be great for our franchise shortstop. And I mean, the reason he has the highest war, he's I'm going through the lineup. He's pretty much the only guy who's played every day. I'm trying, like everyone's either been injured or like you know DJ's like in and out, and Bader's been hurt. Judge has been hurt. Rizzo's obviously hurt. It's he's really the only one that's that's been kind of a a, a solidified spot in the lineup and in in the field every day. So I don't know how much credence we can give to that war. Um, overall, I. I think it's so hard to judge someone. It's such a hard, like any rookie in the MLB is going to struggle. That's just how it is. But the way he has struggled is a little concerning because I thought, you know, if he was batting 210 in June, July, we were like, all right, we can see some things. But it's it's approaching August and he hasn't really got the average up. Um, he'll probably end up, like you said, 20 homers, 25 steals, which is great. Um, it is like... It's impressive for a rookie, but I'm not 100% sold on him. I think it, we can see what Peraza brings up. We'll get to him later, but I don't know. We'll see. Gruber, what do you I'm think? I'm the opposite on you. I'm 100% sold on both. Seriously. Okay. A month of August, 263, 339, 544, 882 OPS. He's, he's, he's killing it lately. Um, and if you take out May when he batted 174, 592, horrendous stuff. That's it was, and in July he had 202, but in June 265, 769, he's hitting, he's, he's slugging over 800 against lefties, like in the high 880s, which is a nice thing to see. So at least he has, at least he's not like incompetent and feeble against. That, that's always a bad sign, you know what I mean? When right, it, but it's that up and down, it's the roller coaster. Like when you strikeouts, and it's the lack. He had 16 walks in April and March, and he has 14 cents. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Is this like, the would lack you of, read his um? His stats in August again. Um, he has 18 games, 60, uh, 18 games, four home runs, 14 RBIs, um, one stolen base, 263, 339, 544, and 488, 82 OPS. Yeah, that's great. If he could do that. Do you want to know something interesting? So bad, five runs, four home runs. So that's how bad. It's so sad that, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to know something very interesting about what? his August stats? They're what? almost, they're almost Glaber Torres's season stats. Oh, his wait. What do you mean? Say his average again. Like not the counting stats, right? Glaber does not the, have an 882 OPS. No, the the OPS is the one huge outlier. But okay. say all about to say like that. Say all was, his other stats. Um, th- just, wait. It's just his numbers average. Like two, yeah, his two, average is OBP. His slug. Two sixty-three. Glaber's hitting two sixty-seven. Okay, well three thirty-nine. Three thirty-five. OBP. And then 544 slug is not going to be it. And, yeah, so the slug is where it's really different. Glaber's at 440. Um, yeah. I like what I think I'm seeing or what I've heard that I would have seen. How does he look in the field? Does he look comfortable? Fine. I mean, he had that weird – I don't know if you guys saw that double play. Was he yesterday? Where he – it was yeah, a terrible the, throw the from Glaber. Yeah. And, but other than that, I can't think of – too many errors off the top of my head. He's been solid, but like it's, it's the roller coaster, like I was saying. So, mm-hmm. Gruber, would you be happy if Volpe ends up having the career of Glaber Torres? Like, is that, I mean, no, I, I think that's like it is absolutely not, you know, right. it's just right. like it's terrible, right? It's just, I was talking to Michael Chronic about this the other day. Like, it is just so freaking frustrating to see, like, even like Gary Sanchez is like pushing an 800 OPS out in, out in San Diego right now. 
Like, yeah. what is going and what is going on? Like, he's like this guy's catching Blake Snell. Blake Snell, he could throw curveballs <laughs> in the dirt. Like, what is what is wrong with this organization in the minor league? You're on like, what is, it's just so I don't, you know, I don't know, but at least here's the one nice thing labor came out of the gates a fucking amazing player the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Opie, not so amazing. So maybe. We just need these guys to struggle. I don't know. It's just, it's just, I have no scientific evidence to back anything I'm saying up. I'm just saying, you know, it's nice to see, it's nice to see somebody struggle a little and now improve in August. And we'll see what happens. We'll see. He, you know, we'll, he had a nice home run yesterday. We'll see what he does tomorrow. Let's just keep the roller. Let's keep it going. And that's it. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, we, we can't have our top prospects turn into mid level infielders or, and we can't have Dominguez come up next year and turn into like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, uh, fucking like Eddie Rosario. I know he's like, and Dominguez is a switch hitter, but you, you know what I mean? We can't have these guys become mid players. We need freaking stars. We don't develop anybody. So, yeah, yeah. David Garcia is gone. He was supposed to be a top flight. Pro- we we wouldn't trade him for, for <laughs> anybody. Tim Floreal. Like we could have traded those two and Clint for for Cole. You know, like we could, <laughs> then we wouldn't have. Who knows? But then we win the twenty nineteen World Series. You know, <laughs> like this. I'm just saying we we hold on to. These, oh yeah, we hold on to them like they're like prized possessions. It's I, true. I no, yeah, I really just don't know. No, I think the prospect hugging is a fair shot, and no one's been hugged harder as a prospect than Anthony Volpe. I think it's a weird spot that he's in because he's he's shown flashes. He was called up early, and then the team has been horrible around him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that I'm sold, but I'm certainly not out. And I think the other thing to remember is even if he's Glaber Torres as a hitter, it seems like he's better defensively than Glaber. Um, it seems like... He also brings a little more to the table because he's so fast and that's always a skill. I Mm -hmm. think I would want him to be a better hitter than that though. That's who I feel like he was hyped up to be. And And the steals have decreased. I don't know. Like at the beginning of the season, he was running wild and now it's, it's definitely fallen off a little bit. Um, like I remember he was what, like 14 of 14 and within like a month it was, and now he has, he's going to finish with like 20 stolen bases. They don't send this guy. It's crazy. I, 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 I watched the, these games. I'm so frustrating because they, they, he'll get on with two outs and they'll be like, well, why send him now? Cause what if, what if then they've ground into it? You know what I mean? What if them? There's always a reason on. to talk yourself out of sending someone, but you, it's, it's, yeah. it's like, you don't want to send him with like this person up because he's a good hitter, but also like that's why you do want to send him. So you have him in scoring right. position for a single or something. It's it's the logic of when to steal and when not to steal is entirely dependent on if you are pro stealing or anti stealing because you can always have a reason to steal and always a reason not to steal. Well, yeah, um, just send him. Just send him. It, it feels like the Yankees are pretty much not very uh, steal prone. Yeah, and uh, that's frustrating, especially when you have. Glaber Torres, or I mean not Glaber Torres, Anthony Volpe and Harrison Bader, and you know some of these guys can real and Jake Bowers stole a yeah. base late in that game the other day. It was electric. Um, so I really think, especially while he's figuring himself out at the plate and he's he's riding these peaks and valleys, you got to be sending Volpe. You just got to be. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that's really it on Volpe. We just hope that he can be. Uh, we hope he can be as good as. As good as he's hyped up to be, I I just let's just yeah. keep let's keep the good times rolling with him and don't move him up in the lineup because like um I, I another thing they, he batted if you look at his game so they put him at first or Boone moved him up to first in the lineup after he had a great month of June or month of uh, whatever month of June and then July he was terrible and then they moved him back down now he's batting well I don't know yeah. that might, that might not mean anything but I think it means something no let him hit where he's hitting I think yeah um 
I don't want to do too much of this because I think it's not fair to him and it's, but it is sort of the situation we've passed on a lot of shortstops. If you look around and you think of, we went uh, with IKF and Volpe these past two years. Um, Do you have any regrets about how we handled Seager or Correa or any of that? Or, Or do you think it was fine to ride it out and trust Volpe as, as the future shortstop or maybe Volpe as the future second baseman and Oswald Peraza as the future shortstop. Yeah, I think that decision is fine, I guess. I mean, Corey Seager is lighting it up, but I don't I don't know. I Correa would have been probably not a great fit and like Trevor Story I didn't want for sure. I, I, if there was like a perfect match, I mean Seager I guess was, but even those uh rumors didn't really heat up that much. So I'm not too upset about the way they handled that. I think if Peraza can pan out, that middle infield could be fine for the next, you know, six, seven years. Um, and if, you know, Volpe can hit even like 250, like I'd be, if he goes 25 and 25, batting 250, we'll take it. Just the 217 is not not really going to cut it. Yeah, I would love to see Corey Seager as a Yankee, but I, I just I'm gonna be honest with what like how many free agents, how many players have come here recently besides maybe Garrett Cole and a handful of others who just can't slack it in New York and we just see the road to I, I just like don't I think we just need a it's a fundamental organizational problem where it just it hasn't always it's always been like a few players can't happen in New York, but now it feels like maybe like maybe four out of five are really just struggling here and it's not it's not pretty. It really isn't. So I don't really know if spending big is even an answer anymore until we change up the uh the high level positions here at an organization i think it's yeah. a toxic environment and uh i mean it, i don't know about that i would actually like, say not, like like in the minor league like, i think it's a very like anti-baseball kind of man- mindset like like those like, trying to hit the ball 95 miles an hour like how look at the braves the braves all hit for average but they slap this base they slap baseballs around the field orlando arcia popping yeah. like little loops to right like we don't do that we can't even hit the ball where I thought you were going with that was like, who's the last like huge free agent that we signed other than Cole prior to Rodon this year? Because it really feels like we Thank haven't. You, and he's been a very. He wasn't a huge. I mean, he wasn't a huge free agent. He was a sort of a. No, I meant like recent. Oh, you asked. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, well, that doesn't count then. Yeah. Like, who's the last person that we spent a lot of money? Ellsbury, on? Beltron. Ellsbury, right? Terrible. So, Beltron, not great. Rizzo, Rizzo. Rizzo no, was, but again, that wasn't much. Traded for him and then re-signed him, and it was. It's just like they were good upon signing. I'm trying to they think were, of like true. someone who we signed who was like a huge thing. It was like, wow, we got this person when we signed Lemayhew. Was like, oh, well, in 2014, and then we Ellsbury, Beltran, McCann, and they were all splint. Yeah, right. Yeah, so Beltran had a good 2015. Everybody else, they all sucked every year. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't really feel like it's a New York thing so much because I don't feel like there's a lot of sample size of people who we've brought in at that well, level. I think of trades. I think I of like Gallo, Stan... Sonny Gray, Montez. Yeah, yeah. But the also, trades think, have been, yeah. I just I think, think a of lot those of those moves. people. Ezekiel Duran's not... killing it down in Texas. He is, and he's killing it for my fantasy team. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> um, yeah. But every position, too. He also, oh my God, he plays every position. It's so no, cool. Steve, our um, favorite. Yeah. I think. A lot of those guys were not quite as um, proven commodities or, I don't know, with someone like uh, Joey Gallo, like, you knew that you were buying something that could have, like, some serious 
serious downside. And he was an all star that year. Isn't that insane? Like he he was an all star. Like he he's yeah, but like he was and, he was no, like a two hundred hitter. No, I'm saying like the Yankees. I don't yeah. think the Yankees made the wrong move at the moment. Like if you looked at his like his OPS was over like eight eighty eight when we when we got him from Texas. I'm just saying like it's weird when you look at these like you look at these trades we make and we're like on paper they're like really good players we're acquiring. We give up some assets and they here they just. They, they get here and they just it. yeah they. You remember I Lance certainly Lane? wish like, we, we had we Ezekiel have all these guys Durant. like and they all suck here. It's yeah, I, I really wish we had Ezekiel Duran right now. Yeah, who knows? Um, Maybe he would suck as a Yankee. We, I mean, look at probably like, would have. He like, probably would. If yeah. we trade Os- Oswaldo Cabrera is going to go somewhere and bat three fifty, guarantee it on God. Like seriously, Oswaldo Cabrera will go to the Phillies and have forty home runs next year. <laughs> I think I think Oswaldo is going to stick around here for a little. I don't think he will. Man. I don't think so. He's I don't know what the worst at bats, man. I don't know what his trade value is, and he plays every position. And I just he's under team control. I don't see how he how he leaves unless yeah. we have like sort of a meaningless swap of like him for like some random reliever. I just mm-hmm. I don't know why we trade someone who's under four years of team control. Yeah, he'll yeah. be the utility guy, but he's been horrible. Oh my yeah. god, really the bad at bats. He's at a negative one point two WAR, and just oh to- my god. Just to show how good he was last year, his career war is still 0.8. So oh. in like 50 games last year or something, or I don't think it was 50. It was a little over that. But he he accrued almost three war, and he's given it all back right now. Can't plan for you just like I just I feel bad for like the front office in a way because you can't you can't plan for. I mean Bader's career app stats aren't great, and you can't think the playoffs are like one thing. He's been hurt, but like these guys, the the down, it's it's this absolute colossal. You know, it's, it's the opposite of like the Midas touch. Literally anything they touch turns to shit. It's like, it's crazy. I don't I have understand. no faith in them at all. It, like, yeah. I think per- Pereira, like, who knows what's going to happen? Like, I'm so terrified of everybody. That's why I think they got, that's why they think that everybody needs to go except the, except like the chefs and the janitors and the concession people. Like, I really think that they need to clean the house of everybody. And I, and I think that, I don't know. I don't know. If, what do you guys think? But I think that's what really needs to happen. We'll get to this in a second, but speaking of everyone needs to go, one thing that I really hope led to someone being fired was this Anthony Rizzo story, and I want to talk about what happened mm-hmm. with him this year because Crazy. he was off to a good start. There was that play against the Padres where Tatis kind of ran into him. I didn't think it was a dirty play, but a lot of people online did. Um, and then <laughs> he started sucking after that play. He played for months. And then it was revealed that maybe he had a concussion or he had a he had symptoms of a post concussion. It was it was very odd. I saw a couple alerts about it. I said that's horrible, and then I stopped thinking about it. He's still not playing. Uh, what's going on with Anthony Rizzo? Just a really really badly managed situation. Like you said, it was the Tatis. We all knew like that was not a normal collision. He was a little bit off, and then like. Literally from that day on, he just couldn't hit. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't bad at bats where he's like taking pitches down the mid. It's like he was just swinging, missing over everything. And obviously, like even before the the diagnosis came, pe- people were speculating like people, you know, behind their Twitter bios in their mom's basements were saying like, this guy has a concussion. Like he has all the signs and we know what play it was. We can tell you that like he can't see the ball. And then, you know, I think it was a month later, they're like, oh, yeah, he has some symptoms, so we're going to shut him down. And he hasn't been back since. So it's just a really weird situation that 
typically the Yankees you'd think would be over and like better than that. But, uh, you know, this training staff is supposed to be state of the art, you know, top of the top of the line. But I don't know. It was just a really bizarre situation. I feel bad for the guy. I mean, he he like had a really rough season. It or if you look at the numbers, it's bad because of that couple of weeks stretch. He's um, down at 244. Yeah, but he was having a, a solid season before that, so I do feel bad for him. And obviously, it's, it's like awful. Concussions are not a joke. Like that's really it can mess up your head like long term. So I hope he gets better. But it was just a really badly managed situation. Well, let me. There's something that I was thinking about a lot recently, and it's the job of a beat reporter. Now, this changed a lot recently, and they but the, but the beat reports for the Yankees are very they're very good, I think, compared to the average beat reporters. And they would always ask Boone. They always. They, I, I don't know why I'm using the past tense. Well, I am for this reason. They would ask them, what, "Is Rizzo hurt? Is that why he's struggling?" And every fucking time, he would say, "No, he's not hurt." How are the? And they would they would reference Tatis. They reference all of this, and all of a sudden, Boone. They have this announcement. Oh, it is. How can the reporters for months? I feel like if I was a beat reporter, I would take my lamp right here. I start banging myself in the head with it because <laughs> like, what what is my job anymore? Like I do my job and. I, I what they're it's like this bit it's like the Yankees are like you know like the U.S. government and like we're like the little you know and it's, it's like you can't do anything to them like you know what I mean it's like they like they can just step all over you right you get the little people you know what I mean or it's like better like it's like Russia you know what I mean it's that's what I kind of started to feel like it's like we're it's like the people have like no voice anymore and I know like we don't it's not a public team why would we have a voice but like it's stupid like how could a freaking be how could like a 25 year old kid out of fucking Fordham be like hey like like please like you know like I think this you should look into this no 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 oh by the way he is severely is a head and head that's the head it's the most important organ you know and this guy's a cancer survivor right Rizzo I mean you think Rizzo would have also like you, you would think Rizzo would see a doctor personally that's another story I mean you could also play you know but maybe he did maybe he actually maybe he trusted the team doctors Maybe he was like, I'm going to put my faith in you. The team doctor should be gone. Malpractice, sued. Maybe even prison. No, not prison. But, you know, <laughs> definitely like, you know, not prison. But like it is malpractice in a way. I mean, of course, like if, I'm not going to, I'm not saying they did this. But of course, if, they, if someone's like, hey, like just don't tell them it's that bad. And let's just have them like, you know what I mean? But like they, they would never do that. That would be like that. That yeah. whole scandal. I'm not saying they did that. And I have no source of saying that. Um, but <laughs> but it's just Free so slope. <laughs> but it's just, but it's just so funny. Watch it was just so frustrating watching, you know, it, them all of a sudden just like say like, oh, by the way, beat reporters, uh, you were right. It's just like it's frustrating because yeah, they were. I, I don't know. I, I just feel bad for them. That's my thing. I feel bad for the beat reporters. So, a lot there. Um, <laughs> I I agree. I think another really strange thing was he did take a day or two after that, uh, uh, the injury. And I feel like at the time it was only referred to in the context of a neck injury, yeah. um, which, you know, just very, very weird um, mm -hmm. that he was concussed and it wasn't reported. It wasn't he wasn't in any kind of protocol. He was it's it's just like it's one of the worst handled situations I've ever seen uh, in professional sports, even maybe yeah. like that's really really dangerous and i feel like there hasn't been any kind of investigation there hasn't been any so maybe they were handling it in a more careful way behind the scenes than they were in front of and and it i just like i can't you imagine hope yeah reminds me of the teddy bridgewater thing last year the tua i yeah, was the tua, the tua. The tua. i was thinking yeah, of yeah. quarterbacks the Dolphin, yeah the yeah. tua thing yeah, um, that was really that's that was way that was much worse of a story because i was like right, oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah but like and also the game is so game. much more dangerous for uh a football player than a baseball player but at the same time like um it's yeah. kind of similar in that but 
this, I guess, is less obvious than that. And also, there's nobody, I guess, whose job it is just to look for concussions mm-hmm. in baseball players. Whereas, I think the quarterback specifically, you're supposed to look for just the quarterback. Making yeah, sure there's they... like a spotter. Exactly. So, I guess it's not the worst uh, handle situation I've ever seen. But really, really good. poor job. Really poor job. And, you know, that's... Now we're going to get to my guy uh, whose season numbers look pretty similar to Rizzo's, uh, and he doesn't have the excuse of playing semi-concussed or half-concussed or whatever it was. If we look at DJ LeMahieu, um, you know, he was looking nice as he came out of the gate. It didn't hold as long as Rizzo did, but then he had a little uh, revitalization. This summer has not been kind to my guy. He is kind of mirroring Rizzo's average uh similar obp and slightly lower slugging it's he's got rizzo stats just slightly worse obp slightly worse slugging and he plays more positions like this is this is troublesome because these guys are in similar spots where they're supposed to be they're supposed to be veteran solid pieces who are there supporting judge and this is this is the um this is what we're building on. It's like we are building a team around Judge. These are the first blocks that we planted are Rizzo and LeMahieu. Stanton we'll get to later. He's in a totally different category. But the fact that Rizzo and LeMahieu are each putting up kind of these like very mediocre, just under league average, they're supposed to be good players. They're supposed to be really good players. And they just haven't been. Like, it seems like that's kind of a, at the core of what's happening is these guys who are supposed to be really good players are like turning in slightly below league average seasons that if one of them was having a slightly uh, slightly under league average season, it would be like, oh, okay, we'll try to find a way around it. Hopefully they rebound, but they're all kind of doing it and no one's really pulling up that slack. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's, I think you, you said it well. I mean, this is a guy, he, he doesn't, you know, have the speed of Volpe. He doesn't have the power that Rizzo has. He's a, he gets you hits. He hits for average. That's what he brings to the table. He's supposed to get base hits and drive in runs. And uh, when he's not doing that, it's like you said, he's below average MLB player. And it's not what we signed up for. It's not why we signed him to that, you know, I think it was four-year contract. Um, it's hard. I mean, he's six years. He's six years, even better. Um, he's, I know he's your favorite player. He's one of, he's been one of my favorite players to watch. He's been, he's always, you can always count on him for the clutch hit, uh, for at least putting the ball in play, but it's not, it's not good at bats. Yeah. It's really not. Um, Strikeout rate is way up. That's what it is. Yeah. I wonder what, uh, like, I don't know what is contributing to it. Age, man. It's just the age. 35 years old. But you think about, like the kind of guys that last in the league for a while, he has the exact prototype. And I think that's what the Yankees thought too. That That's why they signed him to the long contract. It's the slap hitters. They can survive getting up there in age, the Ichiro's that, that kind of um, player, but it's, it's not looking good. And I hope he can turn it around this year and, and obviously for the years to come. But um, if this is a sign of what's to come, I'm not, not excited about DJ's future. Definitely the the top quartile of the, so that's the, worst, of the, the Yankees. Part. Yeah. I, I don't 
I think it is it is very sad to watch someone who's very likable struggle. And um, but it's a it, it's just been a theme with every a lot of the Yankees. I mean, like we'll talk about Bader. I I I well, we, he won't be on this team next year. It's just like Lemayhew though. We his fifteen million dollars each of the next three years. He's not going to go anywhere. He has no trade clause. I think he like it, yeah. It sucks. He's not the player we thought he was. But looking at fifteen million dollars now isn't really that scary. And that's like what what I kind of take. No, yeah, the contract doesn't worry me, especially because I think he's going to shift into a more, I mean, hopefully we fill out our roster in a way that makes this work. He'll shift into a more true super utility where he's playing four times a week at most. Yeah, four times, five times, but he's playing third in relief as someone, first in relief as someone, second in relief as someone. He'll like a late situation if he's worth a pinch hit like I'm not I'm not worried about his future so much but I do I guess I'm also still optimistic because this is very strange for me um he one he's been okay in August so that's nice but really it's June and July he was fine in April Mm -hmm. uh and May he also hit six home runs in those two months combined he hit nine doubles and a triple. If you look at June and July, he Ooh. had two home runs uh, total, uh, seven doubles and a triple. So still a little bit of extra base hits, but the pop is just not there. Um, and the average in June specifically, 172, that's a 226 OBP. It was a lot better in uh, July in terms of he was getting on base a lot more, but um, – I just think it's it's strange that he has this like mid-season tail spin and I think that could be remedied by uh one it could be some injury in there which also some of that is age but two he plays 25 games in in um the first month of the season 26 in the second and then 16 and 23 so I think if we're in a position where we can protect him a little more in terms of how much he plays and that might help I also this is something that, again, I kind of like because I think it suggests that the parts aren't totally rotten. Maybe it's something in the approach, and that can be remedied. If you look at Volpe, Rizzo, and LeMahieu, their averages, respectively, right now are 217, 244, and 240, right? I hate all of that. But if you look at their o- OBP... And what it is relative to their average, Volpe's at a 293 from a 217. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Rizzo's at a 328 from a 244. That's pretty good. LeMahieu's at a 315 from a 240. That's pretty good. So they're like... The, yeah, the variance is good, but like a 315 OBP is not good. No, 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 no. If we can get there, and I know this is easier said than done, and I know that people in modern baseball don't care about batting average. Um... Yeah. I do think there's some significance to it. And if we can pump their averages like 15 to 20 points, yeah. then they're all in a good spot. Um, even yeah. Volpe, who would be at like a, a 230 or 35, like suddenly I just feel a lot better about who he is, assuming that uh, the hits come from uh, these at-bats that were prior outs and not walks. Um, just like... There's something about the gap in between the batting average and OBP that makes me feel at least okay about how they're seeing the ball and wondering that if we don't 
if we have a different hitting coach, a whole new approach next year about how we are um, hitting the ball, that maybe there's something we can uh, uh, glean from this season and, and that Rizzo and LeMahieu especially are not uh, fully washed and that Volpe has the potential to be the guy that we think he is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. I agree. Uh, but like, it, there's also, I don't know. I feel like pitcher, this could be just a thing in my head. Pitchers aren't scared to walk these guys. It's like, all right, whatever. If it's like a three, one count, I'm not going to give them anything to hit. I'll just walk them. And then the next guy will probably strike out. So it's like, I don't know. It's just the yeah. whole the whole approach is not way even just off. that. It's it's the reason these walks are also down for the players themselves. They're not scared to pitch to them anymore. They're not yeah. scared to. They don't throw around anybody anymore. They don't. There's nobody to throw around in our lineup, and there's nobody to if, if they you know like like DJ up and in, go hit it. He's not going to be able to hit it. You know, Bader up and in, low and away, just swing and miss another slider. Go ahead, sit down. You know what I mean? No, I'm being serious. Like this is like they don't take. That's what's happening with this. Day. That's what's happening with this team. And they don't. The pitchers just say like you know what, hit the ball, and they don't hit the ball. And that's like a, you know, it's it's a sign of, and I don't even think it's a hitting coach thing. That's a that's another thing. I don't know how much a hit, hitting coach matters as much. I also I don't. don't. I have no idea. I think and a hitting I, coach. I'm skeptical about how much it it has like real impact, but I do think, I mean, and same with the man. Like I think I think I do think it's time for. I think players do tire about another manager's voice. And I, I there's a football team, a soccer team I follow, and this is happening right now. They they there's a new there's a new manager. They're basically the same roster as last year, and now they're a very top team in their flight. They were if you just see it, they're the same players just playing better. And I'm like, oh, this guy's washed. Oh no, he's not. There's a terrible manager. I know different sports, but like it makes me think like maybe you, you change they change the GM and the head coach and they, all the thing and they did this. Norwich City did this. You guys look it up if you're listening to this and and they're playing outstanding football or soccer right now. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I mean Boone, I just, Boone's gone. We I just I, I but I think I know they just reset. I think everybody but as a I, I heard I heard somebody say this on the radio. It's like the mafia. You know, he's like a part of the family, you know, Cashman. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So he really is. He's been there since the 90s, man. I don't know. And they just signed. I think Cashman, he. Yeah, Cashman's just, not going anywhere. I don't and see it. I don't see it. I don't really think it's fair to Boone because he is somewhat not, of a scapegoat. Yeah. But totally, there totally is escaped. no chance he's surviving this. And I, yeah. like you said, I think he had, you know, his voice has soured a little bit, probably in the locker room. We can all sca- speculate, but they like the done. guy, I'm sure. Like he's yeah, not an yeah. unlikable person. Absolutely. And Cashman's going to stay and Boone's going to go. That's just hope what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, he'll get I'm another job. Fine. Fine. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not 100% sure the way a lot of people are just because they did just resign him and the Yankees have shown incredible loyalty recently with these kinds of things. But I think it's pretty, it's pretty likely. It looks like uh, the thing that I think has always been a pretty good defense of Boone is his job is not what the old manager's job is. His job is trying to create an environment and try he's supposed to defend his players. When his players suck, he's supposed to go out there and say, I saw some good swings. I, I liked the things I saw. And I'm okay with that. The team just looks so lifeless. And yep. it's a little unfair because in baseball, if you're struggling, you look lifeless. It's it's how it works. It isn't like in basketball where you like run great sets and the shots aren't falling. Yeah. Or in football where, like, you're moving the ball, but you're struggling in the red zone. or It's just, like, you're swinging and missing. You're getting hit. like, And it's not fair to him. I think it really, really isn't fair to him. It's just, like, the team looks too bad. And Cashman isn't going anywhere. I will say I think this would put him on the hot seat. I think yeah. this means uh, 
that Cashman needs to create a winning product for next year. I think two years of missing the playoffs uh, in the Judge Cole window, in the Captain Judge window, uh, that would be enough to send Cashman packing. I do think, though, that um, that this is, uh, you know, this is a pretty big disaster of a season. And again, Aaron Boone has been very successful as the Yankee manager objectively if you look at his wins and losses. Uh, he, by almost all accounts, in the locker room is very well-liked. Uh, Judge loves him. And I think it's 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 a little unfair, but... I do think that's where we're headed. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's probably where we're headed. When Brett Gardner's yeah. here in a year, he'll, he'll, when we're in the World Series, that then we'll be celebrating. I just don't think uh, – I'm kidding. I, that's my dream manager. But um, I know Cole members sign off. But that's my dream manager. Um, uh, I, I don't think uh, – I, I don't know who will, who will be our new manager, but I think that Cashman – not Cashman. I think that Steinbrenner, here's what he really cares about, and, I, and, it's, and this is what George didn't care about – or. He, or he cared about, but he cared more about winning. I think it's filling the seats, and the Yankees fill the seats. It's kind of like the New York Knicks in a way. Dolan packs the Garden, whether they're playing the Pistons, and they're both they both have ten wins, and it's April, or they're playing you know the Celtics, and it's you know it's the biggest game of this. It's Christmas Day, right? So, and the Yankees are kind of the same way, and they make money now. Not having playoffs is that's going to hurt them a bit, you know, money wise. But yeah. I think that there is a bottom line type thing where they run this kind of as a business, like the luxury tax, the luxury tax, the luxury tax. You keep hearing about that, getting under, getting under. It's it's a little concerning in the sense that even the teams that even say they're going to spend, look at the Mets, right? They're like, we're going to spend big, we're going to spend big. Now Steve Stephen Cohen's like, oh well, you know, maybe I maybe I overshot, maybe I. Maybe I didn't, you know, maybe paying these guys wasn't the right move, you know, but because their season's gone even worse than ours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it's, I don't know how much, I think a lot of it is culture. That's really, you know, that I've, and I've just, you know, I think you just got to get a new voice in the locker room and hopefully they, that's, that's hopefully what they do. And yeah, I don't know. So I do want to go into a few more players, but real quick, because you brought up the Steinbrenners and, and the Mm -hmm. bottom line. There are a lot of fans on Twitter who have been advocating, like, stop watching the games, stop going to the games. Where do I you disagree guys with that. fall on that? Stupid. It's so, so stupid. dumb. It's your favorite like, team. Why would you not? Why would you not want to be happy and watch your favorite team? I disagree. Yeah, respectfully, I think those people are fucking stupid. Um, yeah, and if like, I don't buy the seats, someone else is gonna like. What, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? A tourist. Well, this is the New York Yankees, not the St. Louis Cardinals. Actually, well, they, St. Louis Cardinals are actually a bad example, but and it's a bad example. I just think of like miserable cities that are that are overhyped. You know what I mean? Oakland, yeah. Oakland, yeah. This isn't the <laughs> Oakland A's. You know what I mean? I know. There's also a lack of awareness a little bit. Like they are putting money into the team. They've just done it poorly. Uh, yeah. And you can say like, oh, we want to get them to fire Cashman. Yeah. When has there ever been a protest? for like an organizational change that's worked. That's not how organizations work. Yeah, um, it's just like a light bulb and sign writer. Oh, maybe yeah. we should fire Cashman. Oh. Someone's got to meet you, the guy. It's it's so dumb. <laughs> if you want to have a way. boycott... <laughs> it's the only way. Would you... <laughs> if you want to have a boycott because your team is is trying to intentionally yeah. lose and not uh, serving the fans, okay. If yeah. you want to have a boycott because... Or a reverse boycott because... Yeah your team is leaving and screwing you over as fans. Great. If you want to have a boycott because you don't like the GM, fuck you. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, find find another outlet. Find mm-hmm. another outlet. 
stop being a fan maybe find a different yeah. team don't don't try to tell people not to watch the games don't try to tell people not to go to the games it's stupid stupid and, uh, and also not to sound like a corporate shell but the yankees have not had a losing season since all of us were born you know what it's I mean? worth remembering so really let's is. just think about that for a second like let's just like think how lucky we are you know, yes. I'm a fan of a basketball team that had 12 wins, and my dad and I would watch every night, and we would sit there miserably, and I'd be like, well, will we ever be good? And he said, we'll win, we'll win one year, and then we'll get Durant, and we'll never win. You know what I mean? So, you know, <laughs> eventually, but then again, you know, I'm a Giants fan. So, like, then again, things, things work out, right? But, exactly. you know, I'd, I'd say at least all of us here, we have sport teams that's won. At least we're not, right? We, we've all seen the True. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, like, we could be worse. We could be Mets, Jets, and uh, Knicks slash Almanets fan. But, you know what I mean? But like, we could be these fans of these horrible disappointing franchises at least the yankees give you give you playoff games they get you to the alcs almost every year it feels like this season though it's just not going to happen and yeah but i do think a manager needs to go and i think we all we all agree there just we'll see what they do we'll see there's also a month and there's also a month and 10 days of baseball left right so yeah there are exceptions but i think uh i i totally understand why someone wants to fire cashman i think anybody who says that we should boycott watching on TV or going to the stadium because yeah. they want to fire the GM who has gotten us to the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years in a row is stupid. Um, they're also watching the games. They're liars themselves, no, right? I mean, yeah, oh, 100%. they're watching the games. Yeah. That's how they have these stupid takes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I do want to talk about Giancarlo Stanton, though. Yeah. Is this is this broken? Is this not going to work, do you think? This has been a couple of... A couple of tough um, months for him. He was hurt again, which is no surprise. And I don't know. He's he's how old? He's mid-30s now. He's under contract for a handful of more years. He's Four more years. Awesome yeah. moments, and I think a lot of people are unfair to him. He's always accountable, but at the same time, play on the field is play on the field. And he might be someone who has breathtaking power and beautiful exit velo and is kind of a 200 hitter who's maybe closer to Joey Gallo than we want to admit right now. Like where yeah. are we on Giancarlo? Joey Gallo's got a better OPS than him. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's over. I really do think the guy can't run. I mean, he, I don't think he has a body that's built to play baseball past like 32, 33 years old. It's, it's oh sad. My God. I mean, he's 33. I thought he was like 35. His body's probably like, 73 like he just i don't know what it is he can't move anymore he doesn't draw he's like a robot and he, yeah he just swings it's the same thing the outside slider the up and in fastball he just can't can't do it and he doesn't provide anything else obviously can't play i mean he's fine in the field but if you ever play him in right field he's locked to get injured so it's 18 hits uh, or 18 home runs 53 hits that's that's a terrible ratio oh my god that's yeah that's they, just, like, they just throw it up and in and say if you're gonna and, and if you're gonna hit a home run you're gonna strike out and we don't and if you put it in play it's you're automatic out you're you're i i there, there I, i'm not even gonna go where i was gonna go but i i think there are you know anybody could beat him in a race i don't think there's I think he could take most of the fans out of the stadium. I think Daniel Vogel backs faster. Whoa, whoa! Yes, have you seen? No. Wait, look, look at the run. Let's look at this way worse. Yeah, I don't think so. No, no we're gonna do let's a look race. at sprint speed. Sprint yeah. speed. That's I don't think so. Speed. There's no shot. No dude. shot, dude. Dude, you've not seen him run like this. Is Vogelbach fast? No, Vogelbach's not one of those sneaky fast. Stan like used fast. to be fast. I don't know what ha- his body is just well, breaking down. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna do a race, Giancarlo Stanton. 
Oh wait, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah, there's no way. It's close though. It's close. It's very close. I'm wrong though. Okay, (laughs) Stanton and Vogelbach. They were separated within within a percentage point. Here we go. Start race. And they're off. Oh, Stanton's smoking them. He's smoking them. Stanton ran uh, 90 feet, and Vogelbach looks like he's around 80. No, well, no. If you look at sprint speed, Stanton's. (laughs) What is that? What? And, what um, simulation are you watching, Dmart? I'm sending you. I'm sending you the. It's okay. Share your screen. Well, oh yeah, yeah. I'll share the screen. There's I'll a point eight difference. I'll share Point eight miles per hour. There's only yeah, there's only eleven players enough. in baseball with a slower sprint, sprint speed than Daniel Vogelback, and almost all of them are players you would expect, except one. Like who? Alejandro. Oh my God! Berger. The host has disabled <laughs> participant screen share. Andy Leone, Yasmani Grandal, Jesus Aguilar, Martin Maldonado, Miguel Cabrera. Rowdy Tellez, uh, not oh good. We're all Jewish. Gruber, by the way. I need yeah. you to enable oh. uh, uh, screen sharing for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not a great. Podcasting, uh, not but a... you need to. You need to watch this race between Stanton and Vogel. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited, but that's not a good group. Within Rowdy Tellez, Alejandro Kirk. Jesse not Winker is the one guy. Was pretty confused why he was that slow. Yeah, he used to steal a lot of. Bases, I guess I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Wait, let me figure out screen. Jesse Winker is in that. That's very. <laughs> All right. With Yasmani Grandal and Miguel Cabrera. It should oh be gosh. different now. The rules should be different. Try it. Start share. All right. All yeah, right. this is great podcast material. We'll so, narrate. We'll come. It says desktop one. I'm going to share that. Yep. Uh, allow Zoom to share your screen. Yeah. Oh, no. It makes me open system preferences. This is actually probably more fun than a lot of the recent Yankee games. Okay. Without <laughs> a doubt. You have to. Oh, it's making me enter my password. Perfect. All right. And it's been entered. So now I unlock. I would actually watch it if I think you could sell out Yankee Stadium if you actually race both of them. Yeah, if they did. I think like it would be very exciting. Yeah, 50 meters. Uh, Sandy will end up on the 60 day IL. Vogelback. <laughs> they would. both would, yeah. No, here yeah, we go. Back, yeah. God, here we go. I'm so oh my okay, so this. you can see my screen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is Stanton cool. at the top, and this is Vogelback at the bottom, and I press start race. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Ready? <laughs> and they're off. Oh, this one's a bit closer. Stanton's still ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so Whoa. close. Because it's, 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 it's point eight. The difference is point eight, so I'm sure on average that's what it looks like. That was extremely close. Can you do, do two one? fast people right now? Do Ellie and Cora. I just want to see the difference in the movement with the fast people versus the fat people. Okay, hold on. Well, Stan is not fat. He is very muscular. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's in great shape. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do one more Stan Vogelbach and then we'll try fast people. <laughs> oh, this. Oh, no, Stan. Oh, my God. Vogelbach's gonna... got it. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, that first one, Stanton crushed him. That is crushed way him. too close. Yeah. If you look time. at their body types. One more time. Okay, one more. How many do you think it would take before Vogelbach wins? I think it's possible. I think right here. I think Vogel wins here. Oh, nah. you're feeling you're feeling it on four. I don't think so. I'd say like six percent of the race. Oh my god! Oh, oh no. my god! Oh, oh guys, Tandon just killed him. He didn't, oh, that was hand. he didn't make it. Oh my god! Okay, well, let's try one with uh. uh yeah, do Ellie. So Ellie and Corbin Carroll. Science players. He just goes on here. And like he says, like you know, like, let's let's see. Everybody goes like MLB the show, and like says, "Oh, power hitter." 
You know what I mean? Joey Gallo. I'm a beast with him in the show. Why can't I? Why isn't he good on my team? You know, like. Okay, so here we go. How, this uh, is Kill plays Ellie Dela Cruz versus yeah. Marvin Carroll. works for him, though. That's good. Oh, Ooh, who's a lot very. That's a dead tie. That's a dead tie. No, that was Ellie. I think Ellie won by yeah. literally an eyelash. This one, I think, can change from rounder. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, oh, oh. wow, Corbin Carroll was up big and he holds on. That's crazy. This is like, see, this is why technology is so great and also so dangerous, but this is. (laughs) So technically the fastest player in the league right now is Ellie. Let's see if he can take the crown. Can you play him against Vogelback? (laughs) Or no, Stanton? (laughs) No, Stanton, let's. One second. (laughs) I can't find him. Where are you? LeMayhew? No, you know who I'm looking for. Oh, oh, the casters. He didn't go. You had to change the the qualifications. Oh, you're right. He hasn't played enough this year. He had a home run the other day. I saw. I may have (laughs) sent it to people. Um, (laughs) the Mets batted like second or something. One game. Lo Castro, where are you? Can you believe the Mets are playing like out? What are the qualifications? Like, imagine even... if the Yankees like started throwing out thirty-five-year-old bums, like just into. <laughs> We're literally the same team. I don't know why I'm trashing them. We're literally click, click update, Demar. Did you already do that? Yeah, you know you hit update facts. Yeah, I thought I hit update. All yeah. right, now you should pop up. Tim, by the way, if you're listening, you want to go to this. You go to Baseball Savant, and just you'll figure it out from there. Yeah, oh, unless you're trying not. to find Tim LaCastro, in which case you probably won't figure it out. But he's not in the database. For the next, uh, we'll figure out what's going on here. And for the next podcast, we'll raise Tim LaCastro versus, uh, versus Ellie. For now, let's finish it off with an Ellie versus Vogelbach. <laughs> oh, God. If I don't know if he, wins, we'll he's not going to get out of the now. gate. Wait, let's take bets. Do you think he'll... Ma- oh, oh, wait, what? Oh, my God. It's, wait, what the heck? Wait. I mean, he I would have said he by, wouldn't. He'd be like he lost 60 by like feet. fifteen feet. <laughs> there was a minute there. He was like, <laughs> "Should we do one more?" Yeah, Put him for Stan. I want him Put him to not Stan. make break sixty feet. Stan. Yeah, Stanton's. Let's see. Oh, wait, that was Ellie that I changed. But all right, Stanton. Stanton's like chosen not to run too. It's yeah, true. that is the we problem. We should make Ellie choose not to run and see what happens there. Play that yeah. Seinfeld episode where Jerry's like, I choose not to run. Do you remember that? The race? Oh, Stanton, Stanton had it close for like 40 oh, feet. Oh, he did. He ran out of steam at the end. Yeah. He chose to run for 40 feet, and then he ran like Stanton for last I time. just think that this would be this is a big business opportunity for Cohen and, and how to talk about, you know? I mean, especially if they want to make some money in, in October. Like This is how they should do red and gray, uh, the race. The track me. track me, yeah. They should just simulate it. Yeah. <laughs> they should. All right. Is there anything else we should say about Stanton? It's I really no. hope he it again. Making my blood boil. It would be great if he had like an Albert Pujols. Uh here's what I'll say. Teach him how to play first base. Yeah, maybe. Especially because Rizzo's done after this year. I hate to say it, but I think Judge is gonna be our first baseman in like four or five years. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he's already he'll just like fiddle around at first base sometimes if he's bored. yeah. See Volpe in the outfield like in a year or two. I bet too. That's another hot take. I, mean, he's, I, I don't even I don't even think that's a bad idea though. It's like not even. No, I agree. I want to see him at second. I want to see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah. We touched briefly on Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Do you have anything else you want to say about him? 
I'm happy for him. It seems like he's found yeah. something. He's, the, although the past like few days, his at bats have been a lot worse than mm-hmm. the previous. He's he's chasing some really bad outside pitches. He's just swinging at like not even like close to pass balls. He's just yeah. whiffing on. So I don't know. Yeah, I have cool. faith he'll turn it around though. So I can't hate on him too much. He's been one of our best hitters, believe it or not. Guy lost his job to a twenty-something-year-old, and you know he's kept his head up. It's a nice, it's a nice thing to see. You don't see yeah. that nowadays especially in professional sports. Harrison Bader came back from injury. He set the world on fire. He's so fun to watch in center field, but he's not hitting anymore. Uh, thoughts on Bader? Is there anything like, is there any chance that we resign him? I love watching him play center so much and having him in center like saves us runs, but like no, Dominguez will be in center next year. Next year. You think? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think so. What, what, yeah, what I think he said about Volpe last year. What would you say about Volpe last year? I, I think Dominguez got called up to AAA today, right? He did. Did I see he that? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, Dominguez yeah. has been falling in Double A. He's they're going to call. I think the Yankees are going to take a page out of the Atlanta Braves. You know, which I don't hate, but I still Braves uh, Bible is what we should follow. They, Michael, they're a lot better at it though. Michael Harris looked like the worst left field whatever in baseball. Now he's batting over 300. Yeah, he's awesome. You know, like they just you trust people. You just got to trust people that they're going to rebound like we didn't do to Greg Bird. But, you know, that's another story. Now he's a 30 year old unemployed. Maybe even. in the <laughs> Yeah, state. I don't think that was the worst decision to let Greg Bird go. I don't know. <laughs> Bring him back. Ellsbury, too. Let's just re- re- redo it. <laughs> I think I would, especially if you look around the league, center field is actually not a great offensive position. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that wants to. It's just I don't know if you can stay healthy. There's a part of me that wants to resign Bader. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing. We would have to give him years, um, and I don't know if they want to do that. But he's he's such a good defensive center fielder. He he's great in streaks. He's fast. He can run. Again, if they re-sign someone like that, they have to let him run. Like I don't know what we're doing. Like you know what's weird? There's this player. There's someone. There's a all right on the Orioles. This guy Aaron Hicks is doing really well. <laughs> and he's gonna don't be a free agent. What do we think about Aaron Shut Hicks? No, Imagine it's insane, it's insane right? Did you see his defensive highlights before he got hurt? Dude, he was running. Oh my god! But on a serious note, though, Mullins is struggling for them, and maybe they want to move on from Mullins. I would love a little Cedric Mullins out of center with the lefty bat. I don't know if they're gonna. If they, he's very valuable. I think he will turn it around, and he does. Yeah, like, I can't uh, see them letting him go. But I can because the owner of the Orioles just said he can't pay all these people. There's no chance he's keeping this team together. The Orioles uh, are just shooting themselves horrible. but with a bazooka horrible every single Orioles, day. But... By the way, they literally like they're yeah. The Orioles are like some. They have like five self-inflicted gunshot wounds, and they're still alive. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Back to Bader though. I I see both sides of what you guys are saying. I think if we could sign him to like a two-year deal, I don't see it happening. But I think that would be perfect. Two years, and then Dominguez can be fully fledged in the lineup. But um, I would give him money too. I would like if he wants like. I know it sounds weird, but if he wants like fifteen a year, I know it's not my money, but yeah. like what I think of the Yankees paying, like mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. If he wants three or four years, even I would be okay with it because Throwing start left. Jason Dominguez and left, or as Harrison is older, like move him over. I just like I think it's I think it's an okay fit. I don't know if if he's a good enough hitter to justify that, but I I really like him in the field. I really I do so. He's actually be list bottom top bottom four in the league, which isn't great, but. Bottom four, uh, bottom four percent percentile. Oh, okay, it's still bad. <laughs> it's still but, not yeah. good, but yeah. Look, his uh, cast is one of these pages where you want to bleach your eyes, but so is it every year for him. 
But it also really doesn't matter because we have some beautiful stack has pages that are bad players. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I think, like, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's re-sign him. I think that the market won't be that hot for him. So, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe he has a good second, maybe second half, maybe he has a good month plus. There's a lot of baseball to be played too. You know, you don't know, like, like these guys could, I don't know. There's a lot of baseball to be played. And that's then I think like the season's over. It's not, it's not a post-mortem just yet. Just And yet. then I want to talk about Higgy. How's Higgy been? I like Higgy. He's hitting 232, which is good for Higgy. He's hit, you know, his handful of home runs. Uh, he's at eight. I think he'll probably finish around 10 or so. Uh, yeah. Has Higgy played himself been, into another year, maybe? He's been kind of what what is expected. I don't think he's a starting caliber catcher. And then, like, I mean – him paired with Rortfred, forget about it. It's like a black hole at the position, but I think he's a great backup, and we always said that. He's a great backup catcher, but when he has to play every day, it's it's it hurts. And I know that the Yankees are all about defensive metrics, and they'll rave about his defense, but I don't know. It, you can't have too many automatic, like too many guys batting under 240 in the lineup. It's it's just you're asking for it. What we've, what we've been seeing, it's, it's a lot of outs. It's a lot of strikeouts. It, it hurts. Maybe another year. Trevino really, really had a – he went down 100 points in his OPS. It just like – I know he's hurt. I, I don't know what they do at catcher with Wells, and maybe they bring somebody in, and Rortvet's not obviously an option. It, I, it's it's really a tough position. You know, it really is. But it's encouraging. Yeah. So you brought up Trevi. I want to hit on the injureds real quick. That is, in the lineup at least, Trevi and JD. Let's mm-hmm. go Trevi first. I think we all love Trevi as a person. Mm-hmm. The hitting – Really got a lot worse. He's still a really nice uh, force behind the plate. He's going to be coming off this injury next year. I think it's pretty safe to assume he's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Austin Wells is knocking. I think it's going to be interesting what happens at catcher if it means Higgy's kind of out of the picture, if they try to shop Trevi, if they start with Higgy and Trevi and sort of have them each on a shorter leash like – I'm not sure, but I do think that Trevi's probably still back next year, and we'll see how things play out. Do you guys agree with me or no? Yeah. Yes, I do. I think – yeah, yeah, I agree. I I just think Trevi – like you said, I love him. How but... bad is it – how horrible were his at-bats this summer? Real bad? Yeah, it got bad towards yeah. <laughs> towards um, when he was getting yeah. injured. It, it was not good. I think – Last year really was uh, the exception in his career. I don't think he'll ever have a year like that ever again. Um, yeah. But like we said, I, I think Trevi or Higgy is a phenomenal backup option. I think only one of them is going to be able to stay and then maybe sign like, I don't know, a veteran until Wells <laughs> comes up. It's really, it's a rough situation. Why can't we just have like Adley Rutschman in our system? And make right. everything so much or easier. Or like, I wish there was a really great catcher was on a team that was just selling all their players and they just like traded him away for almost scraps yeah francisco alvarez or um, I, I don't know even like still got a real muto a few years ago but we were still tied into sanchez yeah like uh an irish name like i don't know like sean murphy or something like that like, <laughs> can you imagine it would have been nice if we had olsen sean murphy imagine if they were yankees they probably would suck. <laughs> uh and then jd it's over. Should we do Thank any post, any postmortem on Josh Donaldson? Good riddance. Smell ya.
Don't let yeah. the door hit you know, whatever the saying no, is. No, I agree. We yeah. don't even need to have an expression for him. Yeah. What a disaster. Uh, and then a quick roll call for some of the randos who have been playing. A oh, Nestor's injured, too. You want to yeah, say I know. Yeah, we didn't even I mention think him. we'll run in the pitchers real quick. But uh, Jake Bowers and Billy McKinney, I guess, Oswaldo, too. Like, what's going on? Oh, my on? God. We're going to be looking back at these lineups in, like, 10 years and, like, Jake Bowers, yeah, Billy McKinney like, played like, like every day. Yankees, Jason Nix, you know. Yeah. Imagine telling us in 2018 that Billy McKinney would be starting <laughs> for the Yankees in 2023. We would think he's like an all-star. Yeah. Oh, it's he so would. bad. It's so bad. Jake Bowers, like this guy, he's been great for us. I mean, like not great, but like, I mean, he's he's been serviceable, I think. He's done his thing. Anything he's done, here, yeah. He's, they're both Bowers and McKinney both have 700 plus OPSs, which is like a nice thing to see, I guess, you know. I don't know. It's <laughs> Jake Bowers does not look good this week. No. He, no. Well, Bowers but, is very streaky. Yeah, he has his I like him in the play or I like him in the box, but he just I think they're who they are for a reason. And yeah, there's there's not, a really a pretty they're not strict Gio ceiling. Ortella. They're not like they're not finding any magic there. They're just nah. they are them. No, there's, uh, yeah, there's a cat. Let's last. What's going on? Why was Oswald Peraza not up this whole season? Do you guys have any answers for me? No, I really Generally don't. Confidence. Uh, maybe next week we can have Cashman on. We could ask him. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think we could get Boone if if he gets fired? Do you think he'll go on like a media tour? Yeah, this will be his first stop. Yeah, I mean, I would. We'd be very fair. To, I'd be very fair to Boone. I would be so fair to Boone. I and really I don't have any ill will towards Aaron. I don't think the manager. It's a different manager nowadays. I would have a lot football. of questions over the years about ejections and like, just like what yeah, makes make him, it fun. Yeah, I think we Aaron Boone fired or unfired. Come on the podcast after the season's over, and we'll have a good time. I promise. Dimar, were you back from camp to see the jet where he like, you know, like with Laz Diaz and everything? I I didn't see it, but I saw like the videos and the pictures. Unbelievable. If if Boone is fired, I'm gonna miss that. Like he he like fights for his guys in a fun way. Yeah. And they better bring someone in who's who's a uh, similarly great when getting. Red Gardner. <laughs> Exactly. There you we don't go. don't tell me that. Don't tell me you wouldn't. You're you're not getting excited thinking about that. He would be electric. I think he might kill an umpire. I think he would take a bad start bashing his brains. Yeah, Angel Hernandez might have to write his last will and testament before he goes at the managing game. Demar, have you seen a win since you've been back? No, I have not. I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> I think the you're the I jinx. Left, the day I you left was. The day that they blew uh, that lead to the Marlins, the Clay Holmes oh, uh, game. And it was funny because right before I left, I was talking to Jim and we were like talking about that game as if it was one. And literally they blew it before I left camp. <laughs> so they they blew it in the time it took me to say goodbye to a few more people and then pack my bags and leave. And they haven't won since, since then. I haven't seen a single win. I haven't watched every single game uh, because various things and and also like a couple times I've been like, well. This isn't worth it. Um, yeah. There yeah. was one. There was that one Red Sox game where I started late, and then I got the alerts, and I was like, "I'll just skip this one." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very hopeful that I'll see it in person tomorrow. We'll beat the Nationals. It'll be an exciting debut for some people that we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. and then the whole season turns around. Incredible 22 game win streak, and uh, then we'll be there for the uh, the wild card game. 
And I'm well, sure think, it's going to happen. I have 100% confidence. Let me let me say this. Let me let me ask what you guys think about this. If we by some divine miracle make the playoffs, I think we win the World Series, right? That, that there's. I, think, <laughs> I agree. Okay, I'm you glad agree? you brought this oh, up. Dude, I've been think? saying this. If we sure. make the playoffs, we win the World oh, there's Series. There's no doubt, right? I, there's it, no doubt in my mind. It, like, a torrid stretch. It would take some incredible baseball for us to make the playoffs. <laughs> so we would be coming in with all the momentum in the world. If we make the playoffs, watch out, because that means the Yankees have just won, like, what, like 30 of their last 40 or something? And like, we would four. play the Twins in the first round, so that's a you could so chalk that funny, up already. That's the funny thing. Like, look, Written in the stars. Yeah. Look, you, you never know, but we know, but you never know. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you never know, but you know. <laughs> You never know. That's, that's the title of the episode. You never know. That's the title. Of the no, episode. I think the title is "You Never Know, But You Know." Okay. <laughs> okay, that's the episode. All right, all three. I like that. Let me write that down so I don't forget it when we right. so send you guys a text. You never know. Yeah. Why is yeah. Vent... Ugh. Okay. Um, that's our whole Rorvet conversation. By the way, I said, "Why <laughs> is Rorvet?" Okay. Came... Um, yeah. Yeah. Greg Allen, it was fun that he had that hit. Um, I like him. I that was out. I was I so was out Um, Cole is great. Next, Clark Schmidt's been playing well. Is he really a part well. of things as a starter now? You think? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm reluctant to like buy all the way in, but yes, like he's been phenomenal the past few months. Clark, he is he's he's in on he's, Clark Schmidt 2024 starter. Yeah, you are okay. Gruber's in. You're not OJ. Uh, well, think about who we have. Right? No, I'm not. Nestor, Rodon, Schmidt, Cole. Um, I'm no, I'm but you Cortez. could. No, it's just Nestor. Wait, someone. you could sign someone. I think. No, 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 I'm saying right now, healthy wise, like, like if you look at, he's a starter now for sure. But yeah, know. yeah. Do I want him in the rotation opening day next year? Probably not. I think he's a good fifth starter. I don't know. Should we talk I about can... Sebi? Should we? I mean, I mean it's, it's like so it's so hard to put it even into words. He is the worst pitcher I've seen all season, like by far, and the worst Yankees pitcher I, I I can remember in the past few years. This stretch, like I've never seen a stretch like this. It's Andrew Heaney was better when he was when he was giving <laughs> up all those runs. Seriously, no, but genuinely, can you think of a pitcher that's had a worse like month than this? Oh my God, it's just no, you trot no. him out there and just to get demolished. I think that he will. He will. He obviously won't be on the Yankees next year, and I, I think he probably will be on someone's Triple A team trying to make the fight fight for a rotate. It's, it's really sad to see. It is. But I, at least he got a contract. At least he already got it paid. So yeah, for me that's what's sad. It's a, real, it's a real bummer of a way for things to end for him. Uh, he has all the potential in the world, but it's just I don't know what's going on. There's something that's not right. I don't know if it's mental or like maybe a little tweak in his like delivery there's something going on but it's really really bad yeah so i obviously haven't been watching but i see the tweets and the quotes and the stat lines and it just it's depressing as hell i really yeah sucks i don't like that shit at all uh speaking of depressing as hell we talked about her mom quickly i think we shouldn't touch that again yeah thoughts and prayers uh i think he's probably done as a yankee yep I think they they gave him like that extra chance after the whole situation at like the team banquet. They gave him one more shot and he blew it. And like obviously it's a very serious situation. I hope he 
gets everything figured out. But uh, I think his time as a Yankee is over. Yeah, it's sad. Carlos Rodon. Um, I haven't really seen him pitch much at all. I've seen a couple of clips. I've seen the stat lines, and I guess I'll be seeing him in person tomorrow. Nice. Uh, Pretty fun. How have you guys experienced uh, the first year of Carlos? The, the injuries are concerning me because, you know, he missed the whole first half of the season. He comes back, not good, and then right back on IL. Makes me think that he wasn't 100%, I guess, and hopefully they didn't rush him back again. I hope he's fully back tomorrow. Uh, but no, he's you like you, you see the potential, like you see the, you know, we need that lefty. You do he see flashes. Hard. Yeah. Okay. But at the end of the day, like you look at the stat lines, it's just, it's, it's tough. And, uh, no, I hope he, he's finally over this injury and like, there's nothing else and he can return to form last season. He was one of the best pitchers in the league. So we'll see. There's talent in there. Let's just hope. Let's just. It all starts tomorrow. Every every everybody. It's a new day. I think. I, I, I tomorrow they're not playing today. Tomorrow, we, who the fuck knows? Maybe they fucking win twelve nothing. Maybe everything turns around. I don't. I, these guys are not talentless players. That's the thing we can need to remind ourselves. There, there's talent in there, and it's just like I know we sound like the I sound like the organization and Cashman and Boone, but it's just I you can't imagine. Rodon can't be a sixty ERA pitcher for the next six. That would be the most atrocious. That would be the worst contract we've ever given out ever. That really would be, because at least Stanton had those thirty-eight home runs a couple of times. So. Yeah, but we didn't even pay him; we traded for him. It's just you know, we pay, we're paying him. But you know, it's yeah. There's been a lot of talk. What what about a hypothetical? Like, say we lose next six out of ten games, would you guys be in shutting everything down? Judge, Rodon, Cole, like shutting. No, down? but for sure, Rodon. I think Judge wants to play. I think Judge. Play. I think he wants to play. Yeah, he, I know he definitely does. I think he will. But I don't think he'll. I don't think they Judge is a trickier one. I think for sure Rodon, not Cole, because you know he's he's Cy chasing Young. Cy Young. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason I think to have real concern about Cole. The only injury he's really had is a Yankee that was, I mean, he had that one sort of quad, but also, uh, I think he. He's had like two stints on the 15, and that's it. So I'm not really. Knock on wood, please. No, for real. <laughs> There's no, um, no, I don't think we have to shut down Cole. I don't know about Judge. I guess it depends I think what that toe situation is. And they we said should. he's not uh, He's not getting surgery. I don't know. Uh, certainly, Rodon. The... I just think it's been so abnormal. He hasn't had a real, like, I don't know. It's yeah, been, been up, weird... down, up, down. It's there was that one game against the Mets that he, he pitched pretty well, and I was really excited. I was on yeah. the trip with the sophomores in Boston, and I was, like, following it along a little bit, and I just felt like, okay, that's the turning point. Now he'll be normal for the rest of the year. He had two more starts after that, and then he got hurt again. Neither start was good. Um, I'm, pre I'm pretty hopeful, but again, I'm hopeful having seen almost nothing. I just like, it would be so wild if he was as bad as he's been. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely hopeful too. Yeah. Me too. Is there anything else starting pitcher wise? We should talk about Randy Vasquez, John Brito. Ne oh, fuck. Nestor. Yeah. It's just sad with the injury. I think he'll be fine next year. That's all. That's all. He was fine when he just came up before he got hurt. So I think he'll be fine next year. 
Yeah, I also think that. Yeah. How many years is he under contract for still? I don't know. Like, I think probably, probably not many, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nestor. Maybe next Nestor. year. Maybe. Well, he's also. Uh, he's still in his. So, like, it's so confusing when someone like spends several years. Yeah, he's had uh, weird. And still hasn't reached like their rookie year. Uh, yeah. Nestor Cortez. Uh, it doesn't really tell me on Sport Track. Oh, I know. Oh, I know where to find this. Baseball Reference is very good with this stuff. Let's see. Nest. I'm pretty sure he has three more. Arbitration years. eligible. Earliest free agent, 2026. Yeah, I'm pretty. Wow. Sure. So yeah. that is three more years, right? Yeah. How or old is, is that he? Two more years. That's three more years. That's great. Yeah. He's uh he's still be 29 years old, but he turns 29 in December, so he's he's still relatively young. What? Sorry, that is two more years. Two, 2020, yeah. Oh, geez, 2023. He's yeah. 24 and 25. Um, that's yeah. good. I think he'll be yeah. a good starter for us again next year and, and the year after that. Uh, Reliable. You said you liked what you saw from Randy, Johnny Brito, not so Not much. Johnny Brito. Yeah. <laughs> but Randy, yes. Yeah. And uh, should we hit the bullpen quickly? We have... I think still a pretty good bullpen, even though they haven't been what they were early. I think it couldn't really be expected reasonably that they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, one person I really want to hear about, Tommy Canley, because I missed most of the Tommy Canley experience in 2023. Um, he has looked really great. His mm-hmm. stat line is elite. He's, you know, pretty consistently in in high leverage. Uh I assume that we feel great about him. Yeah, yeah, he's been good. I mean, I feel like he hasn't pitched that much, but every time he comes in, he's pretty much shut the door. So, no concerns about Tommy. It's good to have him back too. He's just provides that spark and the energy. So, I like Hanley. Yeah, all twenty seven Yankees are okay by me. <laughs> but look, it's 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 a, he's a victim of not a lot of close games. All, like all the relievers, like they're they're just not a lot of great opportunities for them to come in and shine and really be dominant. So their 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 effectiveness is kind of you know diminished in a in a like their their or their impact is diminished on their their numbers are great. It's just right. it, these relievers are are kind of just waiting. They're they're watching seven nothing shutouts or they're watching two hits a game. It's really bad. It's it's you got to feel bad for them out in the bullpen. Hopefully they have like a console out there to play video games. I know like the Red Sox got in trouble for that, but I think I think extenuating circumstances should allow them to. You know, I'm yeah, the Yankees are I just so bad that we should no, allow them to play video games. Yeah, it is their job. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Lewisica, he just came back. Has he looked good so far? Well, yeah, yeah. very small sample size, but I don't think he's given up a run since he's been back. He's a guy who, if you, he's a guy who you gotta wonder. Maybe you just shut him down for the season. Like that's like one of these things where, yeah, I, my, I don't know. That's just one of mine. Same with Canley, someone so injury prone. I know that's so stupid yeah. to say, but like, these you wonder, you you wonder things like that. Yeah, know. once they're mathematically eliminated, just take everybody out. I don't even care. Because Tommy John is so prevalent, you just want like, why are we going to risk these guys we have for cheap next year? Like Ian Hamilton, like who's so great. Like, why are we going to why are we going to risk him like blowing out his elbow against the Red Sox or and on, on September twenty whatever? I don't even know if they play that day or ever again. It's just like, you know. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Ian Hamilton. He's been fucking stellar. One seventy-three yeah. I was on this guy pretty much the moment I saw yeah. his very serious face. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, it's a great story. Uh, he, I think, is a part of our plans for a couple years now. He's under some solid team control. I think three or four years, right? Yep. Yeah. You, you so, love to see it. You love to see it. In a season with almost no bright spots that are not named Cole or Judge. That's a serious one right there. Uh, let's hit the big guys. What about Clay Keenan? Holmes? Who? Keenan. Oh, Kenyon. He's been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Middleton. Yeah, I loved. Good. I loved his quotes coming over. He's here next year too, right? Yeah, he's been good. He's 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 given up like one run. Yeah, one run. He's had ten strikeouts, eight point two innings, seven appearances. Solid. He's he's, he's very 20. happy with that. Yeah, and you know. It's good. It's 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 good to see. Cashman always kind of hits on these relievers. Like that's the one you got to give him that. Like, even like the most vile Cashman hater, you got to give him the relievers. Like he, he yeah, has Joelli maybe and and Heaney, but like you know we could. And use- Heaney was a starter. He came oh, over as a starter. Yeah. We tried to make him a reliever. Yeah, <laughs> you and I were at that game, Dean Martin. Great, the great yeah. the Heaney job. Yeah, the, the Heaney <laughs> relief game. <laughs> oh. Uh the huge guys. The actually first Albert Abreu. He's still here. Um, now the huge guys, Clay Holmes. How do you feel about Clay Holmes? His stats look good. I still don't trust him. The other day when he came in, I was like, oh shoot, Clay Holmes is going to blow this game. And he did. Um, but again, he can be filthy. Uh, where are you guys on Clay Holmes after this? No, I actually, I feel really good about Clay. Literally since like June, that was his first blow up pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty much like from the top of my head. And when he's on, he's on like that sinker it's like a freaking bowling ball it's impossible to hit mm-hmm. um and he's he's really fun to watch when he's on but oh, I, yeah. I don't have any concerns about clay like would i like maybe a little bit more of a solidified closer next season probably but it's hard to come by and i think it's the future of the league where like you know you, you, it's kind of the committee committee kind of thing so i like clay a lot yep agreed clay's i i yeah, I, I I trust him for uh, you know I don't know I, we 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 all want we're spoiled by Mariano Rivera you know and uh, effect and and good or all this you know who's dominating for uh, as as a hold guy for the for the uh, World Series Rangers right yeah um would you like to see I mean we don't I don't depends on it was a sour exit yeah I don't like to see it <laughs> we have a lot of pitchers who really hit their women but. <laughs> no three and like they were all on the same roster last year where they oh no Cordero wasn't. Yeah, Maybe that should be the episode title. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, no, I think that 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 doesn't really summarize. That's more of just an anecdote. When you miss the, the whole operating. summer, sometimes it like changes how you view people. Like I always hated Jonathan Holder because he was terrible every time I watched him. But the reason Jonathan Holder was on that team is one uh, summer he was just like lights out for two months, and he had like a one ERA, and I didn't watch any of it, so I never trusted him. Uh I think, unfortunately for Clay, who I like and I understand he's a weapon, I just like I don't trust him. And then he had a great summer, and I wasn't here to watch it, so he doesn't yeah, get so trust good. points from me. But, uh, you know, I I fully understand his talent and uh, and how good he can be. I just trust Wandy Peralta and Michael King more. How have they been? Great, yeah. I yeah, mean, the bullpen is like the the really shining spot of this team. They've been holding it down the four as much as they can because they've been put in some tough situations, you know, long relief. And and when we are winning, it's like you can count on the bullpen to kind of close the door. So it's been uh, the one bright spot, I'd say. I still think we summer. should make Michael King a starter. 
Like, I think I'm, it's on the table. I think it's yeah. on the table. I'd be interested to see. I'd that. be interested to see that too. I, I, think, I think he said he wants to. He does. He wants. I think every reliever kind of wants to. It's really boring, right? You know, like it's, it's like these. Yeah, if you're not the closer, love, you know, I think I would love to be a reliever. I mean, Michael King wasn't relieving like little leaguers in little league. You know, like these guys were all <laughs> these guys were always number one until they got to until eventually somewhere along the minors they're like, hey, let's let's. You know, actually, he was always a starter until until they came to the bigs. That guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and he started big league games. And he was actually pretty good sometimes. Sometimes. Um, okay. So I think, but yeah, Wandy King, they're reliable players in a in a team full of uh, unreliable hitters. So that's True. that's really what it is. So you got to feel bad for them because they do their job. They do their job. The hitters don't do their job. That's why you got a cold judge. You got to bang your head against a wall for them because they even Torres to an extent. So Wandy Peralta is thirty two years old and he is about to be a free agent. Uh, do you think the Yankees? Uh, are looking for some more Wandy or so many relievers? Uh, it just sort of isn't working out. Better. No, nah, I think they got to resign him. He's so been so awesome. He and is, we need the lefty arm. That's I mean, what I was gonna say. He's else. been really good, and they have a lot of a lot of talent in uh, in the bullpen. I just think there's not a lot of lefty talent, and they just uh, I don't think they can afford to just go uh, fully righty, and they. They demoted Ron Marinaccio because he blew up. So, and here I heard a lot about that from people on Twitter, but I didn't like fully experience it. What happened to Ron? What? Uh, it seems like he just he became super unreliable and yeah. fell apart. Fell apart, a la Luis Severino. It's just like there's no explanation. I don't know. It's it's hard to watch. Just somebody crumble and like you just know every time they take the mound, it's gonna be. Was it strike throwing or he was getting smoked? Smoked, I think. Let me look at uh, his wall. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was getting smoked. It was not. It was. I, I just picture home, like him getting teed off on like home back to back homers and just like hard. Do you think there's ball. any hope for him next year, or do you think he's he's kind of not probably working? not? I no, you're totally out on Ron. I'm not totally out on him. Uh, I was never a huge Marinaccio guy. I think he had that. I don't know. The beginning of the season, he was fine, and last season, he was good. But I don't know. Not he not threw, sold on. He threw forty four games for this team, and he got he got sent down like recently, but not like super recently. So that means he was he was leaned on. He was really leaned on. He was used more than any reliever except for Clay and Wandy. So they clearly trusted him, and he was like a part of this team. And I kind of think of – he was never Chad Green, obviously, but do you remember that stretch in 2018 when Chad Green just forgot how to pitch briefly? Yeah, it was very similar, yeah. And then he gave us like two, three more good years after that. So I hope that Ron figures it out. He's a Jersey guy, so local. Um, I can tell, though, the Yankee universe is not uh, very forgiving – or uh, pro Ron Marinaccio right now. Yeah, um, it's just too bad. It'll be interesting. I think Chad Green's a lot better than Marinaccio, but yeah, for who sure. Knows? He was never he was never Chad Green, obviously, but he was he was sporting a sub one ERA for or a sub two ERA for a solid month and a half, and uh, then it kind of he blew up a little bit, and then he got it all the way down to like. Uh, the low threes again in June, and then it blew and then up it again. was yeah. yeah. So 
you know, I think he has the talent in there. It's just, uh, and the other thing, the reason I brought him up was like, he was the other guy they used against lefties. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's an interesting situation. I think we hit like all the key people on that roster now. Um, I don't think Greg yeah. Weiser, maybe like he's, he's Greg. Um, yeah, we've touched everything. I'm pretty sure. So let's talk about this week. We started the podcast up again, so that means Yankees are probably going to win. They probably um, will. I mean, they they really actually probably will. I mean, they're playing the Nationals, so they fucking they better, better sweep them. Um, yeah. and some exciting stuff is happening. Carlos Rodon's back. Everson Pereira promoted, making his major league debut tomorrow. I'll be in attendance. Uh, not just because of that; it was already planned, but it's a lovely coincidence. Um, and finally, Oswald Peraza is back. This could like spark something. I don't think it'll spark something that's big enough to like really dig us out of this hole because it's a huge hole. But I am I'm hopeful that we see something here. How about you guys? Me too. I think bringing young blood into the into the mix is never a bad call, especially when the team is you know kind of skidding like this. It just gets stale, and like it's the players are all frustrated. They all. Want to get better, but like it's just like the same thing every day. It's a freaking long season. Like I said, it gets stale, and you bring some some young perspective, young young juice into the mix. Um, is Pereira gonna play left, or I what is so. his? Yeah, so. that's where I guess it would yeah, fit yeah. in. And I was in Peraza probably second. So um, Peraza yeah. should play short. But we'll or see. Should, we'll but see it's not. Yeah. No, I'm Wait, well, really excited. Why wouldn't? So IKF is playing third, I guess. Um, well, we see these guys everywhere, right? But IKF, or DJ. When's the last time that IKF played outfield? Uh, he's been playing a little outfields. Yes. Yeah. I, so, I don't remember. Uh, generally, though, he's been playing third, right? And Lemayhew's yeah. first because no yep. Riz, no Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. So, is um, this so anti what we predicted all season? <laughs> like at the beginning. Yeah. This is so depressing. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> the problem with um this sort of situation for him is it it sets a lot of expectations on him. Like all eyes are going to be on uh his first game. Not like really, actually. I guess all Yankee eyes are going to be on him. No one's but watching he... the Yankees anymore, so not all eyes. But I think they're not asking him to save the season. I would prefer calling him up either at the beginning of a season or in a situation where. He's not entering a a really kind of brutal atmosphere. Yeah. I think it was Cole who said he's never felt anything like this before. Yeah. And Joe's McFly said something like, Bro, Cole was playing for some bad Pirates teams, like seven yeah. Pirates teams. But Cole says he's never felt anything like this before. That's the clubhouse. Long-term memory loss. Long-term memory loss. I mean, and I think it's the expectation. Like you know, you're yeah, playing for the Yankees. Like when you're playing in Pittsburgh, it's like kind of expected. You're, you're already depressed. Yeah, just yeah. you know what I mean. Anything like anything's better than you know. That's why. All due respect yeah. to Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm sure it was nice with the steel. Beautiful ballpark. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's on my list. Of, I gotta hit that one. Me too. We should. We should. We should all try to hit that. Yeah, know? we should. Have we you should been to Pittsburgh, OJ? I have. I have. Ooh. It's a beautiful it? stadium. Oh, yeah, because you went to your school in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That yeah. Right? Yep. I yeah, did, we should uh, go sometime. Yeah. And I did Heinz Fields, or I guess it's not called that anymore. It's like Accenture or something. That's yeah. depressing. That's sad. Yeah. 
Pittsburgh's a good city. Honestly. They should name it Heinz, but then change it to Heinz as in Heinz Ward. That's what they that'd be really funny. <laughs> then the advertising money. So there you, know, you go. Capitalism. Well. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we will see you next week. The Yankees will probably be on a seven-game win streak at that or six-game, six-game yep. win streak at that point. Obviously, a high-energy, happy podcast, and we'll be talking about uh, the Twins probably and playing them in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. See ya. Peace.